Philanthropy is all about giving to causes that matter to you the most, and by doing so, making a difference in the lives of others. But is this an activity that is reserved just for the super wealthy? Or is it possible for the average person to become a philanthropist? What cause tugs at your heart that you wish you could provide funding for? Is there a way, right now, to live your dream with purpose? These are the glaring questions this podcast will explore as we meet everyday people who are stepping up to begin living their philanthropic lifestyle. We'll hear about their cause, why it's important to them, as well as their vision for the future. So let's get inspired, motivated, and learn how we can step into the dream of living our best life with purpose. My name is Nancy Landa. Welcome to Cause Talk Radio. My guest on today's show is a community leader, a technocrat, and an administrator. He is a former president of the Nigerian Foundation of Michigan and the founding treasurer of UACO. He graduated from Detroit University Mercy, where he received a bachelor's degree in architecture. It is my pleasure to introduce Mr. Paul Alubua. Welcome to the show, Paul. Thank you. So, Paul, what was your life like growing up when you were a young child? Oh, uh, life was uh, pretty good. I, I mean, we it was the life that we had, you know. Uh, We didn't feel like we were uh, being punished or being hard on or anything like that. So it's like um, by the time you are six years old, uh, you are expected to go to school. Right. So what we do in the morning, we had to walk about... uh, five miles to the where the river water is to to take a bath in the water in the river and then uh, fetch some water to bring home for cooking and drinking now so some people do. that are listening to us right now are probably wondering they don't know of anybody anywhere in the United States that does that you did not grow up in the United States no, I grew up in Nigeria. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So well, 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 those are the choices we have to do first thing in the morning. Yeah. Before we go home, get dressed for school, uh, maybe eat something. Then we go to school. And then uh, when school is over, about two or three, uh, we come home, you drop your books, change your clothes, you go to the farm to help your mom and dad. Uh, because uh, most of the stuff that we eat were grown in the farm. Oh, okay. So we, we help them out on, in the farm until um, about 6, 7 o'clock in the evening. We, then we come home and um, we eat supper and then we, we, we have to study. Uh, one of the things that you may have seen in my in my write-up is uh, um, my mentor was my uncle who was uh, a teacher. So one of the my big problem was uh, when other kids have finished their homework and then they're out playing because the moon is shining and mm-hmm. running hide and seek and all that. My uncle will turn on the lantern and uh, sit me on a table to read, to read. So I thought that was 
punishment. <laughs> and at the end of the day, I think it got me to where I am today. Right. So, so would you say that he was the one that had the biggest influence on you as a kid? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. You see, what happened is my dad did not go to school. But my dad uh, was a hunter. So he was the one that, uh, uh, based on his hunting and things like that, and the money he made, he helped it to train my uncle. And then when I was growing up, he the one that helped train me in terms of mentoring me and telling me what I need to do to get ahead in school. Now, were you an only child? No, uh, it was 11 of us total. At the end of the day, I was like the second child. Um, unfortunately, my sister, who was older than me, passed away. Oh, and sorry. She did have uh, four kids. Was married, had four kids before she passed away in 1977. Wow. So let me get this straight. You're one of 11 kids or one of nine? One of 11. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Now, are you in touch with your family? Do they all, oh, are they yes. all still in Nigeria? Yeah. Uh, well, no, not all of them. I have, uh, actually, I had uh, three of my brothers here. Uh, fortunately, uh, a month or two ago, one of them died oh. on this uh, COVID-19. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. The thing just came so suddenly, and this was before it was, uh, uh, we had uh, this. Uh, the shutdown? Yeah, shutdown and all that. Thing. And he and his wife uh, called the bug. Uh, he was in the hospital for a week and a half, and then they sent him home before he was really well, and he died that night. Oh but uh, we tried to move on. Oh, how tragic. Yeah, so I still have my three other brothers, I mean, two other brothers here, and uh, the rest of the family are in Nigeria. Oh, okay. So when you were a teenager, what did you want to do with your life? Like, what was your dream? Well, my dream actually came because, you know, we grew up in a rural area. Yeah, and uh, every now and then, when after I started uh, secondary school, which would be high school here, mm -hmm. I was able to during uh, the holidays visit the city, and I have another uncle that was a construction that owned a construction company, so I would follow him to his uh, construction sites, and that is where. Actually, I developed my dream to be an architect. That's where that came from? Yes. Oh, okay. And so how did it come about that you had the opportunity to, to come to the United States to study? Yeah, it was funny. You know, like I was saying, how my uncle used to punish me to go and read while, <laughs> right, right. My, while my mates were playing. And... Uh, Luckily for me, I uh, when I went to high school or secondary school, they call it in Nigeria, mm -hmm. it was a school that was established by American brothers. So when 
the teaching were mostly white Americans that had established this school in Nigeria. So it was really nice for me because at the end of the day, that is what helped me come came to to help me to come to America because when I had applied for a federal government scholarship, and when the interview came. Uh, I was selected to go to America. So we had uh, some people coming from America to interview us. So I was used to the American language and everything. So the interview was basically a brief for me. And that's how I ended up uh, coming to the United States to study architecture on a federal government scholarship. So, so tell me, I think there's a story here. When you came to the United States, and you came into, what was it, Washington? Was that where you were first? Washington, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you were served breakfast, but you didn't find anything that... <laughs> Tell me about that. Yeah, it was, it was really, really funny. You know, the, when, we, when we came, it was maybe 500 of us on the plane that uh, brought here. And they took out the state uh, capital, Washington, D.C., Mm-hmm. And uh, we were launched at the 4-H hotel. So that morning, they had a buffet. I mean, I, I didn't know what a buffet was or like. <laughs> so they had a big buffet and the, so many tables and so many food. And most of us went through the whole line of food and couldn't find anything familiar that we are used to. So what are, okay, so what is what were you used to for breakfast? Well, for breakfast back home, uh, we had the bread and tea and uh, I mean to have egg for breakfast was like uh, once in a while, you know. Right. And then uh, we have uh, other native uh, food that we eat for breakfast. I mean, we didn't really all the food that we eat in Nigeria most of the time can be interchangeable, which means there is, there is no really particular food that is for breakfast. Sometimes uh, in the morning you see people eating a fufu, which is like a dinner food in the morning. Right. Food is food. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Okay. I just I saw that in your in your profile and I thought oh that's just interesting I got to I got to ask you about that. So yeah. um tell me about your greatest struggle and what you learned from that struggle. Well, uh, I think coming uh one of the things about our life is uh trying to be the best you can mm-hmm. and uh, I wasn't always the brightest kid in uh, in the class, so I think one of my struggle was uh, trying to be the best that I can uh, I can, and I had to really uh, study hard and uh, trying to learn everything. Like uh, I started from my uh, youth, I had to study while other people other kids or classmates are out playing. So uh, I, I managed to uh, have a good grades. And then 
Then uh, coming to America, it, it became a routine for me. So it even made me a better student here because my study habits were already, were already established. Established, exactly. Right, right. Now, you when you came, you did not go to the University of, what is it, um, Detroit University first. You went to a community college, right? Is that what your scholarship was for, the community college? Exactly. It's what the government has uh, done was they wanted us to go and study, do a two-year course to, so that we can come back and uh, help uh, grow the economy or, or, or be part of uh, uh, the system. So my scholarship was to Lansing Community College, and that is where I, I went for two years before I went back home for another two years. And after that is when I came back to study at the University of Detroit. Gotcha. So that's what, what was the what was the reason you wanted to come back to the United States and study at the Detroit University? Was there something about well, that I, particular school that attracted you? Yeah, I mean, school, and uh, I had, uh, right before I went back home, I had uh, married my wife, um, and we met at the Lansing Community College. And uh, so the thing, the, one of the biggest problems was having to leave her here for two years while I was in Nigeria trying to fulfill my obligation. And she wasn't with you in those two years? No, she was here and I was in Nigeria for those two years. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So that was my motivation to come back and and to be with her and also to finish my school. Now, I know you're an active member of your community and have been for a long time. Why is this important to you? One of the things that uh, I have found is that, you know, when people... When something happens to people here, it usually is, oh, who is that? Who is that person? I, I don't know them. Uh, I never met them. And I never wanted that to be my story. I wanted my story to be one that if something happened to me or if I die, everybody will say, yeah, I remember him. He was here. He, he did that. He did that. So, that has been my motivation to be a participant in the community. And uh, luckily for me, I was able to lead a couple of organizations. One of the biggest is the Nigeria Foundation of Michigan, where I was president for two years. So uh, I always wanted to be part of the community and uh, work in the community to help uh, people, especially those that are coming in new from uh, Nigeria or any other African country. Right. Now, what do you consider to be your greatest contribution to your community so far? Well, I think the biggest thing that I was able to do was I was able to establish a couple of programs uh, when I was the president of the Nigerian Foundation. Uh, I funded the uh, one of the uh, women's uh, club where the women can get together and, and uh, uh, study and uh, be able to interact. Uh, I also funded the Mother's Day celebration where we honor 
some of our mothers because uh, participation of the women in some of these uh, organizations is usually very low. And I wanted to make sure that I include everybody. So that was one of some of my accomplishments. Wow, that's amazing. So let's talk about your cause. Education is everything. Who do you want to help specifically and why? Well, it, basically, there are a lot of uh, Nigeria kids that uh, cannot afford to further their education, especially after finishing their primary education. And those are the kids that I want to help because uh, I think that uh, without the without education, I wouldn't even be here. Uh, luckily for me, I was able to get a federal government scholarship that started it all. And right. my, 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 uh, my goal in life is to give back and help uh, bring some kids here to go to school. So in Nigeria, all the kids go to primary school. Is Absolutely. that correct? But yes. secondary school or high school is kind of optional, yeah, it, or is it, that ex- extra expense? Yeah, yeah, they have to pay. They, you know, sometimes the uh, the parents are not able to pay, and some kids just end up not going to school at all. Oh, that's sad. And so you're, you want to help these kids get to secondary school and then further on to college? Exactly. So how many students would you like to provide these scholarships for in the first year of your cause? Because you're just getting yeah. started, right? Right, exactly. Uh, I mean, I have helped a few kids uh, come over here to, to study already uh, yeah. on my own. <clears throat> but uh, with, uh, with, with the contribution I'm going to be getting, I want to help at least 10 kids every year to come and study here in the United States. So how much funding is needed to fulfill your cost for those 10 kids for the first year? I would a- say... I would say about uh, uh, $30,000 per kid should be able to do it. So about 300000 total. Okay. What do you envision your cause being able to accomplish in five years? So in five years, uh, we are looking at uh, at least uh, 50 kids and be able to do that. And hopefully... Uh, we have uh, enough to start uh, building schools in Nigeria where the uh, probably provide a free uh, primary, secondary education. Oh, that's amazing. So do you have a vision beyond five years? I know you do. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. Uh, beyond five years is uh, building... Uh, uh, secondary schools and hopefully universities where uh, all the kids, especially from a village, will have free right to study both their secondary, their secondary school education and their university education in my school and uh, to be able to help uh, thousands and thousands of kids 
throughout the, the country. Now, I saw the explanation and the picture on your cause, and the picture is these kids sitting on the floor. Will the schools that you build be that same way, or are they going to have, a, you know, a desk and a chair and, and books? Absolutely and- <laughs> not. I mean, uh, we, we're going to provide modern schools, schools with the uh, roof over their head where the water is not pouring down into the classroom while they're trying to study or... Uh, the schools, I mean, dilapidated buildings without any windows or uh, stuff like that. So this will be really standard uh, schools with uh, all the amenities. To, oh, that's wonderful. To give them good uh, uh, place to study. You have a, a different perspective because you've been to school in Nigeria those of us here in the United States, when we hear things like that, we think, well, how do you have school without books and paper and, and without a desk? I mean, no, that's that, unheard of. It is, it is uh, horrible, but it's happening. Even uh, when the government votes uh, money for education and schools, uh, that money goes into some other people. Pocket, I never spend on uh, what it's supposed to be spent on. So, mm-hmm. this is why we have problems. Yeah. So, Paul, why did you choose Up to Give to fund your cause? Well, because uh, I have been a very good friend of uh, Braden for the last uh, four years now. Mm-hmm. And so, whatever he does, I usually just follow. And uh, when he uh, came up to me uh, talking about this uh, up to give. It made a lot of sense, and it just aligned with my vision of providing uh, education and scholarship for children. And so it was a no-brainer for me. Now, have you had any experience with fundraising prior to joining up to give? Uh, I mean, I have been to. I have been involved in many. Uh, MLM uh, companies and stuff like that, but have never been uh, a big success. So this is going to be the biggest thing we ever done. Right, but I'm talking about fundraising. You know, like a a fundraiser to raise funds for you know a charity or a nonprofit organization. Have you been but, involved in any of those? Yeah, I mean, with the all my community involvement. Uh, some of the organizations that I belong to have uh, provided uh, scholarship and books and uh, chairs and things like that to uh, fund uh, a, a lot of schools in Nigeria. Like uh, one, one of the organizations I belong to is uh, the <clears throat> AWC, which is uh, a big organization of all AFEMA people in America. And we provide textbooks, we raise funds and provide textbooks and uh, chairs and tables and uh, desks for children in Nigerian schools. Nice, nice. Now, for somebody who's listening that has never done any fundraising before, they have a cause, but you know they're just looking at all their options. Can you give them some advice as to why Up to Give may be the best choice for them? Yeah, uh, because uh, I think that uh, Up to Give is like when it says, uh, let's be different. 
is a very different uh, organization and it's going to be one of the biggest ever and uh, I will advise anybody to join because uh, they can uh, fulfill their dreams and they are their cause funded. Awesome. Okay. So, Paul, it has been a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to be here with me. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we go? Yeah, I just like to um, say people should learn to be civil to others and be polite and uh, respect people and um, just be a good uh, citizen of uh, wherever you are because Mm -hmm. that will make the world a better place for all of us. Great advice. Would you be willing to come back on the show in a few months and provide an update on how your cause is doing? Absolutely. Awesome. Well, folks, if Paul has inspired you today and you'd like to either contribute any amount to his cause, or maybe you'd like to start your very own cause, listen carefully when the music starts so you know exactly what to do. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and were inspired by the content that was presented. Don't forget to click the subscribe button so you'll be notified as soon as new episodes are available. For more information about anything on today's show, head on over to causetalkradio.com. Click on the podcast link where you'll find all the information covered on today's podcast, including links for easy navigation.